Hello, and welcome to this recorded session on the final phase of the classification and compensation study. I'm Russ Consall, Assistant Director in Human Resources, and I'll be taking you through this presentation. Today's presentation, I'll be providing a little background on the classification and compensation study, answering some general questions about the final phase, explaining the methodology used and the calculations that were done, and talking a little bit about implementation. This presentation is intended for regular general workforce employees of Loudoun County government. So with that, let's begin. We do have a classification and compensation team in human resources. That team is led by Debbie Cito. She is the classification and compensation manager. And also Dwayne Flagler is a classification and compensation analyst. We actually have a vacant position right now. And if ever you want to ask a question of the classification and compensation team in HR, please write to HR class comp study at loudon.gov. That's the best way to keep in touch with us. We do monitor that email box on a daily basis and we'd be happy to answer your question or provide more information. Now I'd like to give you a little background on the classification and compensation study. This study actually began a few years ago back in 2016 and was conducted in multiple phases. But the um, study resulted in a number of major changes for Loudoun County employees. And, and those included new market-based salary ranges for the general workforce and medical positions. Loudoun also created new step pay plans for public safety positions. Specifically, those are uniformed positions in Loudoun County Fire and Rescue and the sworn positions in the Sheriff's Office. Back in February of 2020, we placed all employees into the new salary ranges. And in FY19 and FY20, uh, the Board of Supervisors approved across the board market adjustments. Also, as a result of the study, um, we moved all general workforce employees to a more market competitive salary. One of the important things to remember, I think, if you've been here for a few years, is what the Board of Supervisors approved in FY19 and FY20. In FY19, the Board approved a 3% market-based adjustment and a 3.5% merit for a total of 6.5%. And then the subsequent year in FY20, the Board approved another 2% market-based adjustment plus a 3% merit for a total of 5%. So if you are a regular employee eligible for a merit increase, and here in FY19 and FY20, your salary increased 11.5%, and that moved most salaries to a market competitive position. Also, as a result of the salary ranges um, being adjusted, that we have over the last several years been offering competitive salaries to new employees. So today I'm gonna to talk about this final phase of the study, which was to analyze salary compression. 
and it'll be important in the next few minutes for me to explain to you what salary compression is so you understand what the study covered. However, this study was specific to a few groups of employees. It covered all regular general workforce employees. It did not include any employees who are temporary or seasonal employees. The final phase of the class and comp study also included regular Loudoun County Fire and Rescue employees in a supervisory rank. You can see those ranks here on the slide and regular Loudoun County Sheriff's Office employees also in a supervisory rank, and those ranks are shown here as well. And by way of background, the Board of Supervisors did approve in FY22 $2.5 million for the classification and compensation study and to adjust salaries as appropriate. However, in today's presentation, I'm going to focus exclusively on the general workforce. More than 2,800 general workforce regular employees' salaries were analyzed individually. And as a result of this study, approximately one in five general workforce regular employees will receive a salary adjustment, which is about 20% of the general workforce. Said differently, approximately four out of five general workforce employees will not be receiving a salary adjustment because the study determined that their individual salary was not compressed. I'd like to start by talking about salary compression and the whole concept behind this study and this particular phase. So, from an HR point of view, employees' salaries should progress from the minimum to the maximum of the salary range over time. Salary compression actually refers to salaries that have not progressed through the salary range over time, but have instead have become compressed, that's where the word comes from, near the beginning of the salary range. To analyze salaries, a calculation was done, which I will show you later, to determine an employee's expected salary, what we would expect their salary to be, in other words. The expected salary for each employee is then compared to his or her actual salary. And if the actual salary fell below the expected salary, then that person's salary was deemed to have become compressed. And those are the salaries that are being adjusted. And they're being adjusted up to the expected salary. And here's a little chart to show you the ideal salary progression over time from an HR point of view. So this um, little man is, uh, represents a person's salary. And if you imagine a, an individual starting employment with Loudoun County government, and on their first day, they're starting at the minimum of the salary range for their position. But as the years go by, their salary progresses toward the maximum of the salary range. And in this example, we're imagining someone starting in a position and actually staying in that position for 20 years with Loudoun County. And in that case, one would expect that 10 years with Loudoun County, their salary should have reached the midpoint of the range, 
or be about halfway through the salary range. And then after 20 years of a career with Loudoun County government, the salary should be at the maximum of the salary range. Now, of course, not everyone starts at the minimum of the salary range and not everyone stays in their same position for 20 years. So um, it is much more common that people uh, transfer or promote to a different position over time or begin their journey with Loudoun County at a salary that is above the minimum of the salary range. So all of those things also must be considered when determining whether a salary is compressed or not. However, here's the bad news. Sometimes salaries don't progress over time and they don't move through the salary range as we wish they would. And they become what is called compressed or stay near the first part of the salary range. So again, imagining this um, little man representing your salary and this um, starting here on the first day of your job at the minimum of the salary range and staying in that same position and then 10 years with Loudoun County, the salary is still only about a quarter of the way into the salary range. And at 20 years of full career, um, their salary is at the midpoint of the salary range, that it never makes it to the maximum of the salary range where we would expect it to be after 20 years in the same position. So this scenario is exactly what is called salary compression. Salary has not progressed over time. You're probably wondering what causes salary compression and there are many different things that cause salary compression. And I would like to mention that salary compression is a common problem that many organizations experience. It's very unusual that an organization does not experience some amount of salary compression. So classification and compensation divisions within organizations look at this periodically to try to make adjustments to move individual salaries along in the salary range if they have become compressed or lagged behind. But some of the specific things that can cause salary compression are when salaries in the market grow faster than salary increases. So for example, I think many of you can think of positions out there in the market around Northern Virginia that um, the salaries have grown very, very fast. Um, in general, IT positions have seen a lot of salary growth, but a specific example that comes to mind for me is IT security positions. After 9-11, IT security became extremely important. Um, organizations began to want to have uh, sophisticated IT security departments for uh, to prevent hacking into their systems and all kinds of issues that, that were arising uh, after 9-11 and over the last um, decades. So those jobs became very, very high in demand, but there were not a lot of candidates that had those skills who could go in uh, to technology and, and do what was needed as an IT security professional. So those salaries grew very, very fast. If you were um, an IT security professional 10 years ago and you stayed in that same position, 
your salary might become compressed because it hasn't moved along the salary range the same as the external market. Another reason for salary compression is when the salary ranges are adjusted more than actual salaries. So for example, let's imagine a year when the Board of Supervisors approved a 3% um, merit, but they also approved a 3% salary range adjustment. So what happens in that case? In that case, um, the employee does get a 3% increase in salary, but the salary is virtually in the exact same position in the salary range because the range itself has gone up 3%. So there's been no progression through the range as a result of the salary range adjustment. Other reasons for salary compression include budget constraints and um, when annual salary increases do not keep pace with the market. Let me take you through a few um, questions about salary compression and about um, the last phase of the classification and compensation study. So first, who will receive a salary adjustment in the general workforce? Regular general workforce employees whose salary has not kept pace with the market over time based on an expected salary. So again, the only people that are, that are eligible are regular employees, not temporary employees. An important point here is that salary compression is about your salary over time. So the majority of people who will be receiving a salary adjustment are likely to be people who have some significant tenure with Loudoun County government. They've been here 15, 20 years versus someone who's only been here six months or a year. There's not been time for their salary to get compressed because um, now we're hiring those individuals at competitive salaries. So that's an important point to remember. If you are someone watching this um, video and you just joined Loudoun County recently, chances are your salary is not compressed and you will not be receiving a salary adjustment. What is this expected salary that I've been talking about? It's a mathematically calculated salary for each individual employee based on salary progression from the minimum to the maximum of the salary range over a 20-year career. The mathematical calculation gives full credit for time in one's current position and half credit for time in prior positions with Loudon from date of hire. And I'd like to point out here again, this is based on a regular position. Some employees start with Loudon County government in a temporary position and then later convert uh, what we call from temp to perm or temp to reg, and they go from a temporary position to a regular position. So this analysis is only giving credit for time in a regular position. So again, if you're watching this and you are someone who has been employed with Loudoun County for five years, but your first four years were as a temp working in parks and recreation, for example, then those four years are not counted, only your one year in a regular position. Why are salary adjustments being implemented now? This is the final phase of the multi-year classification and compensation study. 
and the Board of Supervisors approved funding for salary adjustments in FY22. And salary adjustments are being done now to minimize the effects of salary compression for individual employees whose salary is deemed to be compressed. Um, as I've mentioned earlier, salary com compression is a problem that plagues organizations over time. And what Human Resources tries to do is to minimize the effects of salary compression. Can we ever actually totally 100% get rid of salary compression? No, probably not. And most organizations cannot. But we will um, continue to look at salaries and um, propose uh, adjustments to salaries when we identify uh, issues over time. Why will most general workforce employees not receive a salary adjustment? One reason that I've already mentioned is that they're very new with the organization. Salary compression occurs over time. So most of the people who will be receiving a salary adjustment have been with Loudoun County for some time. The other major reason I think from, from an HR point of view is market adjustments that were granted back in FY19 and FY20. So you may be someone who has significant tenure with Loudoun County government. You've been here 10, 12, 15 years. However, in FY19 and FY20, if you recall, you received an 11.5% salary increase over those two years. And that salary increase could have made your salary move further in the range so that it is no longer considered to be compressed. Other reasons um, why employees will not be receiving a salary adjustment, um, because merit increases have been competitive in the market in the last several years, and we have been able to move our salaries along uh, the salary range. New employees are being hired at competitive salaries, so they're not likely to be eligible for a salary adjustment. And then overall, most salaries for general workforce employees are deemed to be market competitive and are not compressed and lagging down at the beginning of the salary range. What adjustment will some employees receive? Employees will receive an individual salary adjustment calculated specifically for the employee based on a comparison of the employee's expected salary to the employee's actual salary. Will employees whose salary is at the maximum of the grade receive a salary adjustment at this time? No. If you think a little bit about how I've um, defined salary compression, salary compression is when your salary lags over time and doesn't move through the salary range as human resources would expect. So someone who is actually has a salary that is at the maximum or the top of the salary range is by definition um, has a salary that is not compressed. Their salary has moved all the way to the maximum. Again, so if you're someone who's, who's um, listening to this presentation and you know that your salary is very high in the salary range that your position is in today, then you are likely someone who will not uh, be eligible to receive a salary adjustment. However, I would like to point out the last um, sentence here on the slide. 
eligible employees who, re, who attain a fully successful or higher overall performance rating on their annual performance assessment will continue to receive a lump sum payment for the amount of the annual merit increase in years when a merit increase is approved by the Board of Supervisors. So now let's get into the nitty gritty and talk about the methodology used and how a, an expected salary is determined. Mountain County Government actually hired an external consultant with expertise in public safety classification and compensation. And the consultant estimated an employee's progression through the pay range based on a 20-year career, as I've talked about previously. And again, a very simple example would be someone who comes in to a position and stays in that same position for 20 years. After 10 years, it would be expected that that employee's salary would be at or near the midpoint of the salary range, that they're halfway through their 20-year career and they're halfway through the salary range. Salary adjustments are proposed for any employee whose salary is currently below their expected salary. And any employee whose salary is below their expected salary will have his or her salary adjusted to the expected salary. Salary adjustments are not proposed for any employee whose actual salary is at or above their expected salary. Any employee whose salary is at or above the expected salary will keep their current salary. So approximately four out of five general workforce employees have an actual salary that is either at or above their expected salary. And if your salary is actually above the expected salary, that's good for you and we will not um, be reducing anybody's salary as a result of this study. But it means that you will not be eligible for a salary adjustment based on salary compression. So how do we determine this um, expected salary and whether or not your individual salary is compressed? It's really a three-step mathematical process based on a 20-year career we determine an employee's expected salary based on two key dates. One is their date in their current position and their date of hire. And we compare the expected salary to the actual salary. So 100% credit is given for time in your current position. And the philosophy behind that is that the value that you bring to Loudoun County government today is the value that you contribute in your current position. That is the greatest value that you are bringing to the organization is what you do today, not what you've done in the past. So the, um, but for positions prior to your current position, we don't totally discount that. We give 50% credit because you did make a contribution in your prior positions. But the true value of, of what you're contributing to the organization today comes from your current position. So 100% credit for that, 50% credit for any other prior regular position. So determining an employee's expected salary. So let's take a, a slightly different example here, which is a little bit more realistic, of an employee who has 10 years total time at Loudoun. 
five years are in his or her current position, and then five years were in a previous position. So the five years in the current position, which had the most value to the organization today, is given 100% credit, so 100% credit equals five. However, the five years in your prior position are also valued, and those are given 50% credit. So five times um, 0.5 or half of five is 2.5. So now we add your total credit. So total years of credit is, is five plus 2.5 or 7.5. And then based on a 20 year career, we take the 7.5 total credit divided by 20. And as you can see on the slide, that equals 0.375 or 37.5%. Your total credit, 7.5 divided by 20, which is based on a 20 year career, is 7.5 is 37.5%. So it is expected that that employee's actual salary should be 37.5% into the employee's current salary range. And let's talk about that next. So here's a hypothetical salary range that starts at a minimum of $50,000. It has a midpoint of $75,000 and a maximum of $100,000. So at the minimum at $50,000, if you were in a position that had this salary range and making an actual salary of $50,000, HR would consider you 0% into the range. However, if you were in a position that had this salary range and your actual salary was 75,000, then HR would consider you as 50% or halfway into the range. And similarly, um, if you were making $100,000, you were 100% into the range or at the maximum of the range. So going back to our example here, we have a range from 50,000 to 100,000. So what is the amount of the salary range? Well, that's pretty easy. You take the maximum minus the minimum, $100,000 minus 50,000, and that gives you 50,000. That's the amount of the whole range from beginning to end or from minimum to maximum. And then we take that percentage, which in this case is 37.5% into the range. So um, that is going to be somewhere between the minimum and the midpoint to be 37.5% into the range, with zero um, being the minimum and the midpoint representing 50%. We're at 37.5%. So you take the amount of the range, $50,000, times 0.375, and that gives you $18,750. And you add that to the minimum of the range because that's how much you are uh, expected to be into the range. So $18,750 plus $50,000 gives you your expected salary. And that expected salary in this example is $68,750. So, the last step is to compare the individual's actual salary to the expected salary. So in this example, we have an expected salary of $68,750. Let's imagine that this person's actual salary is $71,000. Then we would determine that that person's salary 
is not compressed and no salary adjustment is recommended. However, on the other hand, let's imagine that this person's actual salary was $66,000. Then we would determine that this person's salary actually is compressed and we would adjust the salary up to the expected salary of $68,750. So as I've mentioned, approximately 20% of the general workforce employees will receive a salary adjustment. That's about one in five. And the salary adjustments range in amounts. So um, because this calculation is done for an individual employee, that person's salary adjustment depends specifically on their date in position and their date of hire into a regular position. So this varies um, from one individual to the next. So salary adjustments range in amounts. Some people will get a salary adjustment which will be very small. For example, um, a, a, an individual may be getting a $100 salary adjustment to their annual salary. However, <clears throat> other individuals whose salary is determined to be very compressed may uh, will be receiving a salary adjustments of, of um, several thousand dollars or more. So the salary adjustments bring the employees who are below their expected salary up to their expected salary. And here's a slide that just gives you some rough example of some of the positions that will be receiving a salary adjustment. And I need to point out again that not everyone in these positions will receive a salary adjustment. Certain individuals who are CASA leaders or dispatchers or emergency preparedness specialists and so forth, certain individuals, likely the individuals who have long tenure, who've been in their position a long time, whose salary may not have kept pace and moved through the salary range over time, are the individuals who will receive a salary adjustment. So to wrap it up, the focus of the final classification and compensation study was solely and singularly on salary compression. In this presentation, I've explained to you what salary compression is. But as a recap, salary compression is when an individual's actual salary does not progress through the salary range over time as expected. And salary compression can happen for many different reasons. In this final study, we determined a methodology which was approved by county administration to calculate each individual's expected salary based on his or her date and position and date of hire in a regular position, excluding time in temporary position. That expected salary was then compared to the employees, the regular employees, actual salary. And those individuals whose actual salary was below the expected salary are now receiving a salary adjustment to bring them up to 
the expected salary. Human resources will be providing communication out to all general workforce employees beginning in early May via an HR Now um, newsletter, as well as a scrolling slide on the intranet to share more information about the salary compression salary adjustments. And this presentation will be made available to all general workforce employees. And that information will include the implementation date and when those receiving a salary adjustment will see it in their paycheck. If at any point during the implementation of the salary adjustments, you have a question, please email your question to hrclasscompstudy at loudon.gov and we will do our best to respond to you as quickly as possible and to answer your question about the classification and compensation study. So this concludes the classification and compensation study and this is the final phase in which we have um, looked at salary compression for the general workforce. I'd like to thank you for your time listening to this presentation to wish you a very, very good day.